I think I talk about you every time you walk out the door I told my mom about you, damn, I've never done that before I'd break his heart, I'd make some art And then he'd call me a horrible person But now I'm thinking about you every time that I'm waking up I wrap my arms around you, even then you're not close enough You're on my tongue, you're in my lungs You call me yours and it sucks, cause it's working listening to left at the dial i'm your host kitsy and with me once again is every guy ever caleb coy <laughs> that was a good reference I thank like you that. i like that also, i mean we've already got some decent b-roll for this episode yeah and, uh, like coming in hot it's this like it's been a minute caleb it has been a minute in a couple weeks you you haven't you haven't but uh from 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 what i've been able to tell the the show has uh carried on yeah. Uh, we tried to. We got we got Andrea back for finally got to do her uh, her covers yeah. uh, episode, yeah. which I was I was actually I was really bummed that I missed that. I really was because I, I wanted to be there for for Andrea's picks because uh, I knew it would be a fun time and it was. Um, and since the uh, the episode won't have come out yet as we're recording this, and you can edit this out or not, I don't care. Uh, did we end up having our guest last week? Uh, the episode should be actually be out uh, by the time this comes out, because yeah, that's how that works. Uh, yeah, pronoun she yeah. showed up. Uh, Excellent. It was Excellent. A, a lovely, uh, lovely interview. Um, Good. That episode Good. should have gone up on Friday, but um, because of who Andrea and I are as people, it didn't. So life happens. Yeah. I mean. I, I am the the last one to to complain about that since I wasn't even able to to be there for it. But that was a that was a travel day. For yeah, me, you so. you had something else going on that was a little more important than the podcast, <laughs> yes. and that's okay. Yeah, it was yeah you know, around the world balloon trip, and you know, and as as I told Michael earlier, that uh, you know, eighty days seemed like a bit much, so I decided to do it in two weeks. I mean, yeah, you really don't need the whole eighty days. <laughs> that's the thing they don't tell you. <laughs> Who has eighty days to do anything? I know, right? <laughs> um, speaking of. Uh, past episodes and the couple weeks that it's been since I've been here, I wanted to make uh, not so much a retraction, but maybe an addendum oh, okay. uh, to the the last episode that I was on, which was uh, the the one about church girls. Yeah, still blooms. 
that's the last one I remember doing. I mean, you were definitely on that one. I don't remember if it was <laughs> the last one, but you you were I there think, for it, which is I think the, the I think it part. was. I think it was. Uh, what I will add uh, is that if uh, listeners, if you remember, I didn't have a lot to say about that record in my first listen through because that was my first time hearing it, uh, and it was just more like, "Wow, this is good," but I don't have a lot to say about it. Uh, but what I will add is that that record has been in almost constant rotation for me since, uh, including a f- handful of very long drives uh, where I listened to it multiple times. Sometimes just let it restart. Nice. Uh, that has become seriously one of my my recent favorites. Uh, so, to the uh, to the the team over there at uh, Church Girls Philadelphia, uh, fucking solid record. Uh, you you have my my attention and you have my uh, my respect. And uh, yeah, I, I think there was there was one track in particular where I was like, I don't know, like this feels like. Like it's missing something in the production or something like that, and you were like, "No, you got to crank it." Uh, and so I, I did. I, you know, uh, I was wandering around a, a nearby city uh, one evening by myself, and I just fucking cranked it, and it was just perfect. Yeah. <laughs> well, if that's not a ringing endorsement for that record, I don't know what is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm doing something a, a little bit different today, uh, Kitsy. I, I told you uh, about this, so. Um, my wife, Ellen, she, she works for the, the parent company that owns the uh, music streaming service, Tidal, uh, which was uh, made famous by the, uh, the, the performer, uh, one Jay-Z, uh, in his being the, the original owner of the service. They own, they own Tidal? I did not know this. Yes, it was a, a fairly recent acquisition. Huh. It was within like the last year okay. or so. Uh, but yes, the, that uh, now geometrically named conglomerate that owns several... Uh, uh, companies that people are probably aware of uh, does own title as well. So she's been uh, testing it out on, on a free plan for a little while now, specifically helping to, to beta test the web player, which, as far as I can tell, is still not technically live. Although somebody didn't tell the front end people that because you can click the link to open the web player and then it's like, you're blocked. And I'm like, fuck, why? Oh boy. <laughs> uh, but that said, I. Uh, we we were listening to Spotify the other day, as we, we typically did it in this household. Uh, no, sorry. We were listening to NPR, which is another thing we typically do in this household because we're... Because you're old. Fucking... Yeah, we're old it's an NPR and we're oysters. Just the, uh, the double whammy there. Uh, but the, uh, the Spotify guy was on it, and he was spouting off some just real dumbassery. And Ellen was like, well, I guess I'm done with that. And she, like went to like switch entirely a title and she realized that uh the uh the app doesn't uh, the app or the the web player doesn't allow you to like cast or like play to other devices like airplay google chromecast whatever uh without being on the hi-fi plan which is the one that's so um, you know highly touted as like oh it's the best quality you can get blah blah blah, blah mm-hmm. whatever i don't mm-hmm. know um so she went ahead and signed up for the hi-fi plan and then in doing so realized that uh for I think that might have been like five bucks, but for, for ten bucks she could do a family plan. So she's like, "Do you want to join this with me?" I was like, "Fuck it, why not?" Because I had been talking for a while about possibly uh, moving away from Spotify, but I hadn't made my decision as to like what service I would switch to. And that's ah, a pain because that's also where my Hulu membership is linked, and I need that for never heard of it, and blah blah blah. So I was just you know I was dragging my feet on it, uh, but she sent me the invite. I signed up i started poking around and one of the first recommendations for me was this artist i had never heard of uh called charlotte sands and uh, specifically the brand new record uh just released in 2022 love and other lies just released two Uh, days ago it looks like that might have been why it was just like front and center when I uh, when I went to look for recommendations current apple music january 21st it's the 23rd as we're recording this so yeah, okay. this is this is uh, hot off the presses. So the day that I told you this was my pick was the day it was released. Yeah. So like, can't get much more current and now than that, which makes me uh, makes me pretty Look happy. At you, uh, yeah. So Charlotte Sands has been around for a couple of years at least. Released in like singles and EPs and stuff like that in the past. Uh, most recently, did the thing that a lot of artists do over the last year or so has been releasing these songs individually as singles, leading up to. Uh, the album as it currently stands, which uh, at this point, I don't know if it's going to be like the that acceptance record where like more will come out and the record will get bigger uh, later on. Right now, it's seven tracks. Uh, and I, th- I think it works that way. Um, 
The other thing that I'll, I'll say right off the bat before we even get into anything, this is a 20-minute EP. So uh, please understand that we probably won't have a ton of things to say about a 20-minute EP. So if this episode's a little on the short side, that's not our fault. We're just uh, saving you but, time. So, yeah, just, you, you know, know, be grateful. Time, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and greats. Time that you could use to go listen to this or something else. Well, Caleb, they are going to listen to this while we do the podcast because we are going to play it. That is so, true. That's how we do this. That is how. Uh, that is how. The, have you ever listened to the show, Caleb? Do you know how this works? I mean, I think I listened to like a episode. That's not true. You've never um, listened to the show at all. That's fine. I'll let I'll let you decide which direction. It's not true. Um, but yeah, so because it's you know, it's it's only seven songs, and because it's so short, like we're just gonna we're gonna start at the beginning, and we're gonna we're gonna make a little journey through this uh, this EP, which has been uh, in. Not quite as heavy rotation for me as that Church Girls record, but I've, I've listened to this several times over the last couple of days since it was released, and uh, I'm enjoying this. I'm, I'm enjoying, and here's here's why. Uh, as we as we start to talk about the the first track, which is called "Once You Like That," um, you might notice that this has a, a very like like radio pop sensibility to it uh, in a lot of ways, and that that trend continues through other tracks on this record, uh, and. I was about halfway through my first listen when I realized that this EP is for people who really want to listen to like Katy Perry or Avril Lavigne or uh, Kelly Clarkson, uh, any of the like big radio pop stuff like that. Uh, but feels like it would hurt their credibility to do so. Uh, this is your record. This is your time to shine uh, because you will absolutely fucking love uh, probably every song on this. And because uh, I mean, I I don't think that Charlotte Sands is is particularly famous. Uh, being a, a, a more like unknown independent artist will uh, will allow you to to be just as bougie and snooty about it as you want. That's all. Hell I have. yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that was my first. Um, so so my my first impression when you sent me uh, this record, I didn't look at it at all. I just saw the name, which was uh, "Love and Other Lies" by Charlotte Sands, as we said, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I was not expecting this. That's for sure. No. Um, I was expecting probably uh, more of a singer-songwriter vibe or maybe a, you know, something a little more moody. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, this was, so when it popped up and said pop punk, I was like, oh, okay. That's yeah. the genre yeah. Apple Music has it listed as is pop punk. And uh, I mean, it's real heavy on the pop. That's for sure. <laughs> I I would almost argue this is just a pop record. Now I I've only listened to the first song so far, which is uh Want You Like That, which we heard coming into the podcast, of course. Yeah. And uh but at, you listening to that song alone, I would say you could safely categorize this as a pop record. Uh and, yeah. and it would be okay. And I'm I'm laughing now at uh, I'm looking at the uh the cover on Apple Music here. And in the bottom right, it has the little parental advisory sticker yes. that I don't think I've seen in a long time because I don't know the last time I bought a CD at the mall was. Um, right. That's an interesting choice. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't even notice anymore if lyrics are explicit, to be honest, because I don't know that I listen to much that isn't uh, at this point. Uh, so I, I caught that as well because it's such like a a very plain album cover. Like it's her sitting in a chair with a microphone and like against a gray background. Uh So that parental advisory sticker just jumps right out at you. Like, Oh man, like this is going to be good. It it does. (laughs) It does make it look weirdly like early two thousands though. And mm -hmm. and like corporate, uh, which is kind of weird. So yeah, I don't know. It's It's a weird one. You can definitely catch some some pop punk influences throughout this record. I would not personally uh, classify this as a pop punk record, uh, but you can you can hear the influence, and I can understand uh, why in a decision to try to categorize and the, thus market the record, uh, a company like Apple Music would uh, would pop that label on it. It it's, it doesn't not make sense. Yeah, um, I'm not I'm not saying yeah. it's not pop punk. I'm just saying it's more pop than punk. It's absolutely a pop record, and that's really what what draws me to it. I mean, you know that I'm into that shit. I I fucking love yeah. it. Like the the whole 
especially the, the the first verse of this like really like heavily reminds me of like a Katy Perry song like you know um uh, never really over or something like that mm -hmm. uh but then it goes like the the chorus starts out this really like chill melodic and, like really quiet and then just goes like full arena rock uh on the chorus uh which i fucking love uh and also uh one of the the most fun melodies i've heard in a long time i really really love uh the chorus of this track so much uh, and then, of course, later on uh, in the, the bridge, they, they drop out and they do the first half of it with this just like really sparse uh, picking acoustic mm -hmm. and then right back into the big rock. And we're like, okay, we got dynamics. We understand that here. Everything's not one one level. And I like that, uh, you know, especially because the production value of this also, like you, you say, like, you know, sounds or looks uh, very early 2000s and corporate -y, uh the production sounds a lot like early yeah, 2000s definitely as well definitely well which again in most instances uh you know how much i love that though there, there will be uh, probably at least one track on here where i, where I pick it apart a little bit interesting but. well mm -hmm. i'm excited to hear what else this record has to offer so why don't we uh go on into the second track which is called uh bad day I think I'm dying, my head is stuck, I woke up crying, this sucks, the world is ending, it's all for what, at least I'm trending, our parents always yelling, telling us to get our act together, treat us like our feelings are fake, acting like we're dumb, I bite my tongue like fine, okay, whatever, I don't really wanna explain, I had a no good, really bad, messed up day, and I'm stressed, Super sad, not okay I'm never getting better No, it's not a phase And I like it that way I had a no good, really bad Messed up day And I'm stressed out Super sad, not okay I'm never getting better No, it's not a phase And I like it that way Can't pay attention Just give me drugs I'm learning nothing Nothing, nothing, nothing Everything left. Can I be sad for a minute and not be depressed? I'm hanging on by a thread. Your hands on my neck and now I'm out of breath. <gasps> Parents always yelling, telling us to get our act together. Treat us like our feelings are fake. Acting like we're dumb, I bite my tongue like fine, okay, whatever. I don't really wanna explain. I had a no good, really bad, messed up day. And I'm stressed out, super sad, not okay. I'm never getting better, no, it's not a phase. And I love Abruptly. It does. You know, one thing came to mind listening to this track. This sounds like it's extremely Alex Melton's shit. Yeah. I can see Alex yeah, really, Alex really getting into this. <laughs> I'll have to tag him later and see if he's yeah. heard it. Uh, because I, I, would, I would like to see what he would do with some of these songs. I would love too. to see him do one of these songs. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, because he could do them very, like, he could do it in his Blink 182 style. He could do them in his, in his, bro country style like he he could really have he's fun doing it in his halftime drum style yes any yes. of those would be fucking cool and like this is a, another track that like right away it jumps right out of me as like if like you put pink's vocals on this instead of charlotte sands told me it was a pink song oh, I, I believe would, you 100 i would believe you i mean didn't, didn't uh, pink have a song about a bad day also i think that so was, that was the thing probably right? But like the 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 style is like it's it's a simple repeating like just 
chuggy, fuzzy riff, uh, and like interspersed with some like some huge drums and the occasional like electronic breakdown with it. Um, which you know, it's just it's a fun song, and like I. I don't. I don't really feel the the teenage angst anymore. It's it's been a it's been a minute since I've been a teenager, but like I still enjoy a song like this. And like, I, it's it's good energy. I like it. Speaking of not feeling like a teenager anymore, someone pointed out to me the other day that uh, next year would be my twenty year high school reunion. <laughs> Whoops! That feels wrong. <laughs> I missed mine. I missed mine because it happened like very shortly after I moved back out here to St. Louis. And I was like, I, no. I've I'm, I'm never okay. gone to a single high school reunion and have absolutely no desire to ever go back to high school or see any of those people again. So, ah, that's fair. I, I went to my 10 year and it was fun because you know, I, I do still keep in touch with a handful. I, I had some good people in my class. I that's really nice. did. And so, like, I would say probably the bulk of them, like, Nah, and like I don't even mean that in a mean way. Just yeah. like live your lives, I don't care. But there's a, there's a good number of them that I, that I but appreciate. That has so. nothing to do with this song. So, but you know, my friends may not be going to uh, high school reunions, but they are all falling in love. Of they are. <laughs> Starry looking like a movie every night. A new. this song does an interesting thing yeah uh, a couple different times where the 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 vocal will start on one side and slowly move across the other side mm-hmm. um, which isn't all that notable except that in a recent episode of this show uh i apparently somehow 
applied some panning automation to part of your track at one point and you you slowly go from one side to the other over the course of about two minutes oh that's very good i don't good. know how it happened i don't know how i did that um so i love uh, it but i'm not gonna fix it so whatever no with it no leave it <laughs> i don't remember which episode it is but it's it's in it's in a recent one so uh that's how i know yeah. you don't listen to the show no i mean it I, it's been a while. <laughs> I I am very uh very not caught up with all of the the night shift shows. Um although I do have full intention of listening to the uh four four episodes six technically episodes across two shows that I I missed recording in the last couple of weeks. I started one of them. Hey, uh, I'm trying I'm trying to get Speaking caught up. of night shift shows. Yeah. What, what other shows do we have on on night shift radio? What's going on? Well, we uh, y- you may recall if you if you've listened to us for a little while that we just uh, recently this this month, uh, the January first, we just launched a brand new show of uh, bite sized spook nuggets, uh, true t- tales of the paranormal, or possibly paranormal. Uh, a brand new show uh, called Possibly Normal, uh, hosted by this guy myself. Uh, we also are still uh, we're we're can I can um, I just say real quick. Please. That is that is now my favorite show that we have. Yay! Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun to do, and uh, I, you've, I've gotten a, a pretty decent mix of some of my own stories and some that uh, other folks have have submitted. And of course, uh, if you listeners, if you have a story that you know in your heart to be true, whether people believe you or not, and whether you can explain it, just or go not, ahead and send it to spooknuggets at gmail and Caleb will probably no. get it. <laughs> I should actually grab that address. No, it's uh, possibly normal at nightshiftradio.com. Send it over to me. And if it's something where you know you you've written it up, but you're you're comfortable with me uh, scripting it and, and reading it myself, I'll do that. Otherwise, if you have a uh, have audio recording gear and you want to record yourself telling the story, I love that too. We're gonna have a, at least a, one episode like that coming out fairly soon. So, yeah, possibly normal every every other Saturday uh, until we run out of stories. Caleb, I don't want to. Uh... I track you too much here, but spooknuggets.com is available. <laughs> God damn you it. Should probably go get that before someone else does. <laughs> Noted. But then think about it. Your email address could be Caleb at spooknuggets.com. <laughs> How cool is that? <laughs> <laughs> or send me at spooknuggets.com. Because I want people to send me spook bite nuggets. size at spoon, spooknuggets.com. Bite size at spooknuggets.com. Yes, yes. An email um, address for the ages. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but of course, uh, you know, still going strong with uh, you know, never heard of it and the Superpod HeroCast. Uh, our, speaking of Superpod HeroCast, our uh, friend Casey and his brother and mother, uh, the collectively the Ryans, uh, still going through the their limited series where No Mom Has Gone Before, uh, where they're reviewing all of the uh, Star Trek uh cinematic releases starting with the motion picture and on through the jj abrams uh universe uh and it's just a just a delight uh mama ryan is just wonderful so if you if you're at all interested interested in star trek uh in sci-fi in general or in the perspective of moms give that show a listen hell yeah hell yeah um so there was some controversy a little while back when a, uh, a a young singer came on the on the scene uh named Olivia Rodrigo and she had this just runaway hit right out the gate uh that people uh complained or poked fun at uh, or said is you know sounded like a rip off of a Paramore song which i i hear the comparison i do mm-hmm. I chafe at the idea of it being a ripoff and <clears throat> we've gone in at length, I think in the past about uh, how I feel about the entire concept of ripping off music. You know, there's only so many notes and so many combinations and yes, you're hundred percent going to be influenced by the things that you listen and sooner or later you're going to release a riff or a melody line or something like that, that someone has already done because it was stuck in your head because it was so good. Like that shit happens. You know what? It's happened fine. to me. And the, yeah, it, it it did, and it was awesome when you realized it. And I went and listened. I was like, "You're right." <laughs> uh, Not just musically, but tonally and like vibe. Like yeah. it was, it was like a a fucking carbon copy. It was so weird. 
it was great. And I, you know, I've done stuff like that both on accident and on purpose. And you know what? I think it's fine. Uh, I say all that to say that all my friends are falling in love is for Charlotte Sands. Uh, that, like that's her equivalent of the, this Paramore controversy because this is since you've been gone. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. And again, I don't say that to knock it because I, I enjoyed this song a lot. Yeah. But formulaically, this is Since You've Been Gone. And that's why it fucking works, because Since You've Been Gone oh, a jam. was a goddamn jam. Still is. <laughs> it still is. So I just I, I think it's funny. And a lot of the comparisons that, I've, that I'll make throughout this, uh, you know, I, I can't stress enough. Like, I, I love the, the catchy radio pop stuff. Uh, but some of the comparisons I, I'm making, I think, are honestly more favorable for those artists than they are for, for Charlotte, because I think the songs on this record are better than what I'm comparing to in most cases. Um, I don't know if I will go so far as to say that this is better than since you've been gone. Uh, I haven't really spent enough time like just chewing that concept. Um, but just in general, I like this record better than almost anything you could play for me on the, on the radio. Uh, so while I make the comparisons for a, a, the sake of reference, that doesn't mean that I'm saying that these aren't, uh, aren't as good or potentially better. Uh, but yeah, this is Since You've Been Gone. And so if you like Since You've Been Gone, you will like this song. If you don't like Since You've Been Gone, you might still like it, but probably not. Well, speaking of controversy, Caleb, mm. there mm. was uh, there was some controversy a while back, if you recall. Um, I, like I want to say back in 2014, maybe, uh, okay. where there was an image uh, mm -hmm. online mm -hmm. uh, that had some very... Uh, you know, people saw it very differently. Uh, it, there was a big debate of, of what color the object in this picture was. And that object, Caleb, was a... It was a dress. Yeah. <laughs> that was a bop. That is so totally a bop. Uh, we were listening to this uh, just uh, a little while ago in preparation uh, for, you know, kind of last listen through before recording. And I was like, this is, this is my favorite on the record. <clears throat> and it's a total dance jam. Mm -hmm. It's very like, it's somewhere be like, it, it feels like a Katy Perry song, but the, like the melody flows, like the, the way that she like structures the, the words uh, feels a bit more like Taylor Swift. Um, okay. But yeah, it's just, it's a total dance jam. And this one actually has some, uh, some context that I found behind it, which, uh, helped me even more enjoy it um uh, in an instagram post uh, charlotte said we originally started writing this song about harry styles painting his nails and wearing dresses but it ended up being so much more than that it's a song about being attracted to someone because of their confidence and because they're unapologetically themselves i think it's important to represent more than just the normal narrative of love or relationships in our society and judging by the incredible reaction to this song i think a lot of people feel the same way it's a beautiful thing to be different and to be unique and to feel comfortable expressing yourself. And I don't think there could ever be enough music in the world encouraging that. So you know what? Fuck yeah. Thank you, Charlotte. Fuck yeah. That's awesome. Uh, plus one from me. Yeah. So like it, it's already just a fun, dancey song to listen to and just kind of feel good about. But like thinking more about the, the intent behind it and like just encouraging people to be themselves. And yes, you know what? Your confidence is sexy. Hell yes. Uh, I love it. A plus, Charlotte. A plus. A plus, indeed. Well, why don't we go ahead and take a break, and we'll hear the song dress off of the album Love and Otherwise, new release by Charlotte Sands. And when we come back, we'll talk about a few more tracks off this record and maybe uh, something else. So stay tuned. Oh, yeah, you're just my type. I'm lying when I'm looking away. Mm -hmm. I'm staring up and down. I'm all around obsessed with your face. Pulling it off 
feeling sweet like cherry cola Dripping confidence, lose my common sense Kiss you till I'm sober I love the way you wear that dress Making everyone upset Burning that cigarette, boy Swear to God, I confess, boy Craving your candy lips All black fingertips Look so good, I'm annoyed Make me wanna get undressed, boy Love the way you wear that I don't think I've slept in a She's gone Crying used to help Now it feels wrong I'm drowning here alone Yeah, go figure Cause I finally thought that I found you But you were wasting my time I'm over here dying without you It's fine But You're still listening to Left of the Dial. I'm still Kitsy. Caleb is still every guy ever. You know, if the if the shoe fits, if, if the label fits, put it on your clothes. I don't know. We're still talking about Love and Other Lies <laughs> by Charlotte Sands. We just heard Keep Me Up at Night to come back in from the break. And this is the song that Alex Melton needs to do something with. It's, I mean, yeah, this is, this is Charlotte Sands' early aughts emo song. Yeah. Like, this is... If you if you needed someone to like describe to you what early aughts emo was without playing you and like a song that was written during that period, I would say just play this song because this is it. Like there's some Blink 182 stuff in here. There's a like kind of a Jimmy Eat Worldy Bridge. Uh like that like 
Super, super. So this this is the song that I was saying earlier. Uh, I have a little bit of issue with the production on. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, and you know what it is? It's the compression on the drums. Uh, especially because like driving, you get like the road noises and like everything like kind of blurs together. So that like whenever you have drums in particular, but like a lot of times they'll do it with the guitars too, where they're so compressed that it is like they're gated maybe whatever it is that makes it like cut off. So a big snare hit that would be becomes oh that's a gate yeah gate okay so not the compression the gating um it is so abrupt and tight that it just it sounds bad to me and i i hate it and again especially because i i first heard this record while i was driving Mm -hmm. so there's all this other noise and when i hear that um like there's a, a record by Thief Club that I really like. It's the dude from uh, Hit the Lights did a did a side project, uh, and he's got some really great songs on that. But it's, it's the same thing where like the the snare is like, and it just it sounds so cut off and so unnatural that it like it starts to mix in with the the guitar sounds and mm-hmm. then like background noise, ambient road noise, or just whatever, and just becomes in my ears, and I hate it. Uh, and like pretty much everything else about this track I'm here for, like, I love the, 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 um, picky, like, again, like super like going to emo parts, whatever. I love that. I love the huge chorus and I like the sounds of everything else, but the, the gate on the, the drums just kills it for me. I didn't, I didn't catch that my first listen through, so I'm about to pay attention it's Listen all I heard the first time I listened. I oh, had to, no. like, I had to force myself to go back and listen to it more, like critically, because all I could hear was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Caleb! And listen, like you know what I grew up on. I listened to Brian Adams and Amy Grant, where like that snare, like it's still ringing out today. I say Brian Adams drummer hit a. <laughs> Hit a snare hit in 1989 that you can still hear today. <laughs> That's how I want my snares to sound, goddammit. <laughs> Whenever we'd be tracking drums, they're just like, oh, you know what, you know what this, this needs? We need more Brian Adams on the snare. And <laughs> a savvy engineer would know to turn the reverb way up. So that's that. This is where the the production value of this record falls apart for me. Is on the record, keep me up all night, or on the track, keep me up all night, and thinking about how much that bothers me could, in fact, keep me up all night. You know, drum gates are a tricky thing, um, because you've got so many microphones on a drum set, mm-hmm. and you've got so many different things making sound mm-hmm. that cutting one off abruptly when the sound of the thing it's miking ends sometimes doesn't work out great because it's also cutting off something else that's still making sound. Yeah. Um, a really egregious example of this for me is on that uh, Solea record. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can't remember which song it is, but there's like a, the drummer does a fill and just hits the, the rack tom once, but like it's after a crash and so oh. you hear the you hear the um the tom mic open and you hear the cymbal go Shh. oh no yeah it's so it's so obvious uh and it, like it's for for whatever reason like it's the loudest thing in that track to me like it's i can't not hear it um yep. so i i totally feel you I, I didn't catch it on this song but i totally feel how distracting that can be because mm-hmm. every time i hear that song it's the only thing i can hear and it only happens <laughs> once and you know like honestly sitting here listening to it with headphones on it's less okay uh, less um egregious it's less uh, obnoxious to me like i can i can appreciate everything else that's going on but when it's mixing more with ambient sounds like that's all my my brain can focus on like there are some songs that i just literally can't listen to like in a car especially if i want to have the windows down god forbid uh because then it's just it's the wind noise it's the road noise it's the 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 bad gating and like the like things maybe not mixed quite right and just like ah it's just noise which is funny because that's what the gate is supposed to prevent presumably i don't know that it is the, the gates are tricky 
They are. They are. You know, I'm, I'm not saying that I could necessarily do it better. Just, you know, as a listener, I notice. There's, my God, the, the Screaming Females live show I did recently, mm-hmm. um, doing the, the studio, like, remix of that after the fact, um, th- there's a lot of points where, like, the, the bass amp was on the snare side of the drum kit. Mm-hmm. And there are some points when he's playing and the snare's just rattling oh, from the, the no. and uh and it's so loud. And so I tried to gate the snare to get rid of that. But then when the drummer goes on the like wild on the hi-hat, you can hear the hi-hat swelling in and out as the the gate on the snare opens in and out. Oh no. And so like it took me maybe two hours to mix that whole show. And then it took me, I think, another 12 hours to automate the gate so that it worked as I wanted it to in each individual spot. Bless you. <laughs> that's, and that's harsh. Yeah, yeah. But it was like, it was one of those things where like the, like just turning the gate up and, and getting rid of the buzz, like really fucked up the way the hi-hat sounded. But then leaving the buzz there, it was such a loud buzz. I was just like, I can't leave that in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that was... Oh, it was tedious drawing in that automation for fucking... Tw- I mean, I did it over like four days. It was it was bad. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Caleb. Yeah, we, We've come to the title track. I we have. So a couple things here. Yeah. The the start of the song, um, mm-hmm. after the 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 message, um, and she starts, the lyrics start like, when I was young, my father, and I was really expecting to hear, took me into the city to see a marching band. <laughs> like, it, I was so sure that was going to happen, and then it didn't. Um, and I'm glad it didn't cause that would have been stupid, but it would have been a funny cover, but it was just like, I was like for a second there, I was like, wait, is, is she gonna, <laughs> um, there's, there's two points in this song where everything stops and there's like a swell, like it's going to break out into like a big rock and jam and then it doesn't. Yeah. It fakes me out twice. I don't appreciate that. <laughs> and like, just given the the way the dynamics uh, play out on this record as a whole, like it would have totally make sense for the to to happen, um, for it to like suddenly become like this big rocking song in the second half, or, yeah, like, at the end or whatever. Like that would have made sense for the record. Um, but I also love that they opted not to; mm-hmm. that they kept this this like quiet, intimate acoustic song. Uh, they like makes you think it's going to do that, and then and then. Like, throws you off um i don't i don't tend to like uh when songs have like scripted spoken parts uh because like eventually it just kind of gets old uh to me and I, I don't i don't like it but uh i will say in the uh, you know small number of times that i've listened to this record i still appreciate this this introduction that feels like it's like a voicemail probably from her mother or something and like yeah. That's really, really sweet, you know. Um, yeah, and you know, especially the, the the things, the the people that you you want to remember their voice when they're gone. I don't know if her parents are actually gone or not, but like, just kind of has that that feel of like mm-hmm. you know, just wanting to remember. Uh, and uh, there's an absolutely beautiful line in the the chorus of this, uh, where she says, "Don't know the music, but I'm playing along. We're only human. We're all singing the same song." Aww. And I thought that's, that's like. Good. That's a it's a really beautiful line, and this song also continues to demonstrate just how good uh, Charlotte Sands' voice is, and how good she or whoever writes these songs is at melody writing, uh, because this is a really it's a really pretty but also really catchy melody. Um, this whole song to me feels like if you asked Imogen Heap to cover an old Taylor Swift song. Okay, because you got the like the. Um, Whatever the the vocal effect is, that's like adding uh, some harmonization and a little bit of robot voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, just it's super subtle, so it's not full hide and seek, but it's there. Uh, and I, just, I, I think that that's a, a really cool approach to what would otherwise be just a very very stripped down intimate song. It is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. One thing I'm I'm glad now that we're six songs into the seven song EP record, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um. Something they did in the first song is is a, a, a semi-recent pop production thing that I hate. And I was kind of worried it was going to be all over this record, and I'm, I'm glad it wasn't. And that's when they um, take... Uh, they take spe- It's usually specifically like a, a female singer's voice, mm-hmm. and they 
uh, pitch it down like an octave. Oh yeah, and and does it like like you know that kind of? Yeah. I hate that. Yeah, I don't know why, but that just fucking grates on my nerves like nails on a chalkboard. And I'm so glad to hear that it wasn't. I was like, oh no, this could be a whole record like this, isn't it? And no, it wasn't. And I'm I'm pleasantly surprised by that. So doesn't churches do a bit of that? A little bit. Not they don't like overuse it, but like I, yeah, like a couple examples come to mind. Um, but yeah, I just you know. I have just really been enjoying this record and like, yes, there are, there are things that I would change about it or, or like I would do differently, but it's, it's a fun listen. Absolutely. And you know, it, it assuming this is the end, it's and like, again, we don't know if more tracks are going to come out and this record is going to suddenly be longer in, you know, a month or whatever. Like, I mean, I'm down for that. I will listen to more for this. Uh, but as it currently stands, uh, it ends on a pretty catchy little, uh, nod to uh yeah how shitty dudes can be okay i changed my mind this is the song alex melton needs to do <laughs> yes he would also crush this song uh this one is very much more in the, the pop punk vein uh i think uh, and i mean this this song already sounds like a pop song that someone did a pop punk cover of like that's exactly <laughs> what this song sounds like yes yes <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love it. Like genre bending is just getting meta and I'm, I'm here for it. I'm excited. Like I want to hear now, uh, the, so this is the pop punk cover of a pop song. I need to hear the acoustic cover of the pop punk cover of the pop song. Then someone goes back and does a metal version. <laughs> it's as long as Alex Melton's at some point does a country version. Yeah, that's exactly Alex Melton will do the country version of the metal version of the acoustic version of the pop punk version of the pop song. <laughs> and then we'll get Scott to network in there to do the ska version. Yes. Oh, and like, there's, there's just a lot of like, this song feels like they had fun making it. Hell yeah. There's a lot of like quick stops and starts. There's like, you know, everything full cuts and like vocal, like <clears throat> clear the throat. Yep. Then back into the, the chorus. Um, they, you know, like like a lot of the songs on this record, it just ends very abruptly. But yep. in this case, we have that like uh, plug in or unplug the the guitar uh, sound, like on on it, the crackliness, uh, which I thought was just a fun way to be like, fuck it, done. You know, <laughs> I I actually love when shit like that makes it into records. Um, mm -hmm. I can't for the life of me remember the song or the band or the record, um, but uh, I remember there being a a punk record that I listened to in my like late teens, early twenties where um, there's a song and it's going on and, and the guitar solo comes in, but like right before it comes in, you hear the, um, the Jack getting plugged into the guitar yes. and then it starts to feed back. And then the solo just starts shredding. Yes. And it's such a cool little, just like, Oh shit. Like it builds this anticipation. So like, I love stuff like that. It's, it's uh -huh. such a cool little thing. Mm -hmm. I've always wanted to do that myself is like find a, a song I, I've never found one where it fits, um, but I want to do that where I, I plug the guitar in and then just play the solo and, and leave the the plugging the guitar in in the. Uh, oh, it's so badass! Yeah, you're like, oh, get ready, motherfuckers! Here it goes! Yeah, because like you just <laughs> you just get the like the the visual it gives me is like the guitar player just walks in the room, picks up the guitar, plugs it in, and goes like, I'm fucking ripping this solo! Like it's just. <laughs> Just kicks the door in, like, give me that goddamn guitar. I'll show you how it's done. Like, that's the vibe I get. Oh, oh, you want a solo? I'll give you a fucking solo. Uh, and of course, uh, I, I don't recall if it uh, happens in any of the tracks, but if nowhere else, this song is uh, at least where it earns the explicit rating. Uh, when, uh, according when she... to Apple Music, the first and second song also have little E's next to their names. They probably do. I, I, don't remember now but that that would make sense um but you know then she drops the the bullshit uh which i also love there's uh, some cool vocal trick stuff where like they have um like i would say an echo but it's before the 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 actual vocal take so i don't know what a reverse echo would be uh but you hear like they start to hear like a quick loop of the bullshit bullshit bull and then like she comes out and yeah. says it uh and I, I think that that's fun like again it just it feels like they had fun making this and that makes me want to listen to it more i will say this is another track where uh the gating 
just kills me. And I think especially because this track is you know, like even more a little bit on the, the heavier, like fuzzier guitar side. So you have just all of that noise, the big, huge snare hits, the fuzzy guitars, everything is just like, but the drums are, and it's like, ah! <laughs> I, I want to love it so much because it, it is such a fun song to listen to, but like that does drive me nuts. So I, I, I would love to hear a, a different cut of this song that, uh, doesn't doesn't feel so overproduced which again like you won't often hear me saying that something is overproduced because i love it you do you do i would case. i i would really be interested to hear how she does these live mm, which mm-hmm. uh i might get a chance to do because uh this week um she's kicking off a tour uh with young blood apparently uh and they're coming to philly so i might try to try to check that out maybe that's fucking See rad what's up and I also found out on her website that she's got uh, music videos for a bunch of these songs. So I'm going to check those yeah. out too because I, I want to see what's up. I have seen a, a few of those pop up on the uh, the Genius.com pages while I was following along with the the lyrics. Uh, and so I, I have been meaning to, to go back and listen to the, or to watch those as well. I'm trying to see how close this tour comes to me because it's not. It doesn't hit St. Louis. I did look. Yeah, it's not super close. Um Looks the like Louisville date would probably be the, the most convenient Louisville or Indianapolis, but Louisville's a festival and that worries me. Uh, Indianapolis in February though. I could, I could maybe make that work if the weather's not. Did shit. you know I was born in Indianapolis, Caleb? I did not know that. Yeah. Neat. Yeah. Fun fact. That is a fun fact. Yeah. Also fun fact, even though Indianapolis is a uh, pretty close driving distance to Chicago, uh, they're in different time zones and Indianapolis is an hour ahead. And that is true. And the one time I went to see Ted Leo, nope, not Ted Leo. Uh, <laughs> the other one, Frank Turner. Uh, I went to see Frank Turner. They're nothing alike. I don't know why I said the yeah, other one. That's great. But uh, Frank Turner uh, in Indianapolis when I lived in Chicago and I planned everything out so that I would drive and get there just in time to see Frank Turner go on except I forgot about the time change. And so mm. I got there an hour into the Frank Turner set and he only played for about an hour and 10 minutes. So no. I got to see two songs by Frank Turner and then I had to turn around and drive back to Chicago. And I was like, well, that was stupid. That was, that was bad planning. Yeah. Anyway, all that to say, check time zones when you're traveling uh, across state lines for, for shows, because sometimes those are things that you have to think about. That's true. I have to think about it every day uh, and I still get it wrong. So Do, really? Yeah. How? Why? Just math. No, I mean, how do you have to think? Of, why do you have to think about it every day? I mean, I I do like cross time zone support. Oh, I see. Okay, I'm on an East Coast team in Central Time. Ah, okay. That yeah. now I understand. And and I work with people in both Mountain and Pacific as well, pretty heavily. So yeah, every day. Yeah, I had to do. Uh, I I found out uh, a couple weeks ago that I, I say find out i probably knew this at one point and just forgot but the the uh, border between central and eastern time zone in the state of tennessee is roughly halfway through the state really yeah i didn't know that yeah, yeah memphis and nashville are in central and knoxville is in eastern huh who knew yeah. i guess probably people who live there I, I would say probably a fair deal of uh, tennesseans knew but. yeah that sounds about right well caleb I think we've done what we, what we can do. I think what we came uh, we, here to do. We accomplished what we set out to do. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just jazzed on this record, and I, uh, I hope someone out there enjoys it. You know, some someone out there is gonna. I enjoyed it. Gonna appreciate what I'm, what I'm, what I'm here for. I enjoyed. I'm, it. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. I don't know if it's gonna become a a, a favorite, but I did enjoy it. So that's fair. That's fair, and that, yeah. that's all that matters. But I do think I might try to go to this uh this show with Youngblood in Philadelphia on February 14th depending on uh how much it costs and oh no Ticketmaster Live Nation this is going to get expensive <laughs> uh say so if if it's not cost prohibitive and it's safe to do so uh, I I would uh, love to hear how it goes uh looks like it is sold out but uh I can get a resale ticket for $175 so that's just not going to happen Wow, yeah, no. I don't want to... I'm not that curious. <laughs> that is, uh, that's, that's, a, that's a, a pricey bill for... 
I mean, I don't think the original ticket was 175, but that's. I mean, I'm looking at. Oh, this is. Yeah, Youngblood. Life. Oh, I don't know Youngblood, so maybe maybe Youngblood is the draw. But the original face value tickets were like 32 bucks for like the cheap seats. Yeah. So, interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. anyway, uh, yeah, I think that's gonna do it for us. Yeah. Yeah. This has been Left of the Dial. I've been Kitsy. Caleb has been Coy. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll be back next week. Do you remember when I told you that don't worry about when a door closes because a better one is going to open? you remember that? All right. Call me again sometime. Bye. I love you. When I was younger, my father and mother Come in and kiss me goodnight Dreaming in colors Sunburns in summer Someday swore I'd learn to fly I was stupid, grew up too quick Now these colors are confusing my parents packed their things and said goodbye Love and other lies I tell myself to sleep at night Love and other lies They sing to me like lullabies Don't know the music but I'm playing along other lies met him at 16 foolish and naive I fell fast and gave everything it was stupid grew up too quick now it's strangers how confusing and my parents said it